Good morning. It is Tuesday, January 8th, and this is episode 29 of A Better Father. Uh, I had a, I have my tea set up and ready to go. I've got a morning run-in. I did my, oh, yeah, so I was going to say I did my, and then I didn't explain it. So I don't get on Instagram a lot. I basically don't get on Facebook at all anymore. I deleted one of my accounts, and then I kind of have my A Better Father account set up, and then like another one just to like be able to FaceTime with uh, one of my daughter's friends in Japan. But other than that, I don't really do social media anymore. Deleted my Twitter, blah, blah, blah. And uh, so anyway, so I hardly ever get on Instagram, but I do have it. And it's actually on my phone, but I don't use it at all, really. So I'm okay with it being on there. And um, I went flipping through it one day real quick because I was looking for something specific, like a friend that I was wondering if they were on there or not. And I came across Rich Roll, who is uh, somebody who helped me go vegan. He helped push me to run ultra marathons. Um, he's a very inspirational guy. I don't, I've mentioned him before, so I don't need to go over that. But I just randomly came across one of his posts. It must have been on December 31st about doing 10 push-ups and 10 sit-ups every day for the year of 2019. It's not a resolution, which I know I like went off on a tangent about that last time. It's just a challenge, and I'm all good with challenges. I'm good with pushing myself. I'm good with challenging myself. It happened to have a start date of the new year, which I did talk about how, you know, it is a time to stop and end things just because it's the end of a year and start of another year. Um, But again, it's not a resolution, and I have been doing it for eight days now. And after a couple days, I already went to 12 push-ups and 12 sit-ups. I don't think, I didn't actually read anything about, like, if there's, rules within the challenge or what it's supposed to do. I think it's just every day, just set a goal of 10 push-ups and 10 sit-ups. And it just didn't take long for my body to be like, oh, I can do two more of these. Like, I feel like maybe I could do more, but then I don't want to like, just again, overdo stuff or make it crazy or whatever. So um, I have not done it yet today, but I do do my one minute of yoga pose, um, which I have extended that out a little bit. I'm about Usually a, any, a little after a minute up to two minutes, depending. Um, but I'm working on the form with it. Before, I was just kind of like try to hold it for a minute regardless of how I was holding it. And now I'm working on my form of holding it for a minute. And sometimes I just kind of push it out a little bit to do that. But I do want to get my form down better. Um, so I've done that. So I did my run this morning. I did my 10 push-ups and 10 sit-ups. And um, got cleaned up, came to sit down, came to sit down to do this podcast. Um, Something happened over the weekend, which I will talk about, that I was going to use as part, or actually pretty much all of this podcast, and I will be talking about that shortly, but as I went out for my run this morning, there was, there's a park right by the house I currently live in, and I saw this car parked beside the park, which is usually an indication that, you know, like a kid's there with their parent or parents are with their kid or whatever. And I see a mom sitting in the car, looking down at her phone, texting as I'm running past. And I look over and I just see this little girl sitting on the swing, just head down, not swinging, not doing anything. And immediately I went into judgment mode, which I will admit, because I just see this cute kid sitting on a swing. It doesn't matter if the kid's cute or not. I see a kid sitting on the swing with a mom in the car doing whatever on her phone and it's just that modern day ability to be connected 24/7 to everything and 
and it's just I automatically started putting judgments on this or scenarios or situations. My imagination was kind of getting carried away about what this mother was doing in the car instead of being out playing with her kid and this kid just sitting out there sad. And I put my situation on her and that of, you know, this mom going through a divorce, husband cheating, she's cheating, whatever is happening in this moment that that is causing her to ignore her kid and pay more attention to um, her phone and looking down. And she was obviously doing something. And I don't know why you wouldn't be out with your kid or kick the kid out of the car so you could do whatever you had to do on your phone unless it was something you didn't want the kid to know about or you wanted to keep secret from the kid in some way, shape, or form. So so it just got me thinking about that. And it's like, I don't want to... I've had the stress and pressure of my situation cause me to have negative reactions or not be as patient or not be as kind to my daughter or to let something her mother did or said or acted towards me influence me. I've had her mother lying to me, her mother going out, her mother getting drunk, her mother coming home late. All these things affect my mood or affect my my scenario or situation with my daughter to where my daughter had to put up with me reacting negatively towards her because of something shitty her mother was doing. And it just it resonated with me in a really strong way seeing this. And again, I have no idea what this lady's situation is. It's wrong of me to start putting these judgments and stuff on there. But it wasn't I feel like that's not a good situation, I will say, even though I'm saying I shouldn't be judging. But everything that happened after that was all my situation, my scenario, and my worries about being in the car, having custody fights with her mother over text or something, or going toe-to-toe with lawyers or whatever, to where I have to leave my daughter alone at a park so I can have it out with a lawyer, her mother, her parents, or whoever. And it just really made me sad. And it made me sad for that little girl because I'm just like, why is the mom not with that kid right now? And then it made me think about all the times I've looked at my phone. Like I literally know I'm doing it sometimes where I feel the pressure of of her, of my mind not being in the moment and me purposely looking at my phone to distract myself, to, to not be engaged because I'm just so hurt and angry in that moment that... I know I need to disengage and I know I'm doing a crappy thing to this sweet little girl who just wants her dad's attention, who might not be able to have her dad's attention the way she's had it in the past. So all of that came into play. And I guess a lot of the point of that is um, thinking about how I'm perceiving other people, thinking about how I'm reacting in moments and making me more aware. And I really am like... Our phones are amazing and they do a lot of great things and they have literally saved lives. But I mean, it's just like the trade-off of of having these things that just, yeah, maybe it saved a life here or there, but it's ruining millions of lives. To just not be able to disengage or being able to purposely use it as a distraction. And I've worked really hard not to have my daughter around TV and screens, but I also have to be aware of what I'm projecting onto her is she sees me stare at mine while telling her it's not okay. It's the same thing as, you know, somebody hitting their kid and then telling their kid not to hit a kid or not be violent or whatever. It's just like, maybe that's not the same. I may have extended that one a little bit, but I'm telling my daughter not to do something. And then I am turning around and doing that, doing the exact same thing I'm telling her is not good for her. So I need to be more aware of it. I need to pay better attention and I need to make sure I'm seeing the influence I'm having on my daughter 
because I want that to be a positive influence. And then as I was doing my run, I was listening to the latest Michael Rosenbaum podcast, which had Felicia Day on it. And I highly recommend his podcast. I will put a link to uh, his webpage for his podcast in the show notes. But he just talks so much about like his challenges and his things with his life and his mom and his parents and the issues there and how his parents weren't there in the way he needed them to be. Felicia Day, I read her book, which I highly recommend too. It's like Internet Famous, I think is the title of that. I can also link to that. Um, from like Barnes and Noble or Audible, but um, really good book. But it talks about how her parents weren't, her dad was working all the time and her mom just, everything that she got from her mom as far as acknowledgements and praise had to be tied to something. She never felt she had unconditional love or who she was or what she was was good enough. It was always, I have to do or be this thing or this person that then makes my mom say that I'm a good person. So a lot to unpack there too, I would, I would say. But anyway, so that was really good. And again, got my mind thinking around like how to be a better parent to my daughter and make sure like I tell her all the time, I like you. I tell her I love you, but I don't want... To me, love has always been more of a situational thing as far as family goes because you're supposed to love your mother, your father, your sister, even if they're idiots or bad or horrible people or whatever. There's just like love is this thing that's supposed to be expressed. But to like somebody is you genuinely have to like them and sometimes love i've heard the thing that the feeling of love is no different than eating copious amounts of chocolate because it gives you the same mental brain stimulation and reaction and chemicals floating around so it's no different than eating chocolate and so i i've kind of always seen love as sometimes maybe not even a voluntary thing if you know the science is to be believed around the chemical reaction in your brain but to like somebody, to genuinely think they're a neat person, to have them stimulate your brain and your mind and have you look at that person and think, I like you. There's things I like about you. You are connecting to that person. You're choosing to see this thing in them. You're, I mean, for me to be like, I don't love you, my daughter, would be horrible. I don't know how to say that correctly, so I won't. It would just be horrible to say that. I was trying to make a point there, but but to like her, to see these things in her that I genuinely think are neat about her and her personality and who she is, which are tied to nothing. Like, I just think she's a neat person and I like her just as much as I love her. And again, maybe more so because those things that I like about her are things about her. It has nothing to do with me being her father. It has nothing to do with her being my daughter. It has nothing to do with issues with her mother and the in-laws and all this stuff. Like, Everything that I like about her is based on who she is and how she reacts to things and how she grows and how she talks and, and the things she likes and just the person she is is what I like. And so I make sure to try to express that to her too. So the thing that was been on my mind since this weekend, um, the thing that I kind of really wanted to address here because it was on my mind, um, is I will... I will say a friend has a child that is struggling with some things. It's not really my place to super talk about it. I mean, it's not my place to talk about it at all, but I kind of want to be able to reference it a little bit. But these friends of mine have a daughter who, well, a son who is going through some, some things that they're trying to understand. 
And I wanted to do something for them based off things I had read. I've read some graphic novels that very much pertain to their situation. I thought it would be good for their son to to be able to have these materials to relate to. I read them because I like comic books and graphic novels, and I like good ones. And so I I wanted to to give them these graphic novels. I wanted to share them with them so they could share them with their son. But I was really worried about stepping out of bounds. I was worried about uh, hurting their feelings. I was worried about, you know, just not... Or, or doing something that was misperceived or whatever. So I went in, and I didn't know how else to do this, and I was so worried about hurting them or upsetting them or misrepresenting or stepping out of line. And when I went to talk to them, I was stumbling over my words. I wasn't saying everything I wanted to say. I wasn't getting out what I wanted to get out the right way. I was trying to give them compliments based off who they were and how they've treated me. And and it was just kind of this stumble. And they ended up having to tell me it was okay they ended up having to tell me like it's coming from the heart so regardless of what we what you're about ready to do or say or give us as as we understand it's coming from the heart so it can't be wrong which is what they said but they were also having to reassure me that that it was okay and I was kind of like getting a little shaky I kind of had tears forming in my eyes and they're reassuring me that whatever it was I was about to do was okay and it was really kind of hitting me the wrong way. Not, and I'll tell you why in a second. But so as I'm going through this and I'm explaining it to them, and I kept needing their reassurance, or not, I guess I was needing the reassurance because I kept telling them, like, I really didn't want to step on your toes, or I really hope this is okay. And they're going through all the stuff they've been going through for a while now, a little over a year, I believe. And they've had a lot of hard times around this, and you know, you're questioning your parenting or who influenced them this way or where did I go wrong or who influenced them to make this go wrong or is it even wrong and where are we at and it just layer on top of layer on top of layer of all these things and they have all of this emotional hurt and all these things they're dealing with and then on top of that they have to go and make me feel better about what I'm doing for them I just I haven't fully figured that out yet but I really don't think that they need to they need to make me feel better on top of everything they're going through and I've thought a lot about that about how better I could have presented it to them or how maybe I should have just taken the risk and not made them have to reassure me I was okay to do this thing like if they got mad at me they got mad at me I would know my heart was in the right place but I shouldn't it just felt bad to make them have to work at making me feel better when they're in such a situation that's causing them so much emotional stress and and again that pertains to I, in a, I don't know if it's selfish or it's just seeing the the correlations and like all the pieces of life that start kind of coming together or fitting together but it was really just this moment of like they're dealing with all this stuff and now they have to deal with everybody else's inability to say certain words or talk to them or their insecurities around this situation. So not only are they trying to figure out their son and their situation and each other and still have to be a husband and wife and a parent to two other kids and do all these things, they have to go around and reassure everybody else that they're okay to be around them or talk about their child. And it really just made me think about like how bad we are at communicating or how 
bad we are at not being selfish. Like I don't feel like what I was saying or doing or even trying to like make sure they knew I was coming from the right spot like isn't bad per se, but I just, I put a weight on them to then have to reassure me when I was trying to do something nice for them and their son. And it just, it hit me wrong. And like I said, I haven't fully figured that out yet. I haven't fully broken out. It's been on my mind a lot, but it's just, I, I understood better after walking away from that moment of everything they're dealing with on all of these other levels and having to deal with the people, with their own kids, the people in the community, and just what a weight that must be on them. And what I was doing was hopefully trying to alleviate some of that weight or give them some other resources or something else. So everything I was trying to do was positive. I'm not knocking myself for it. I just didn't grasp what I was doing by making them have to reassure me that it was okay to what I was doing. And they seemed appreciative of it and things they actually might be able to use or that they were looking for, or told to look for, and they didn't know where to go or whatever. But those were also things they were having to say to me to make me feel better about doing this thing. And I just, I just wanted to do and be better. And I want to write them a letter to express to them, but I want to make sure I word it in a way where they don't drive me back and be like, no, everything you did was okay. Like, you need to stop. My thought is, and again, it's just the complexity of life and the way we talk or interact or communicate with each other is to not make them have to make me feel better or reassure me anymore. I just want to talk to them or be there for them and do it in a good, positive way without adding to the burden of them having to reassure yet one more person or be in one more situation where they have to wonder what somebody else is thinking or take into account their well-being. And I think it speaks very highly to them for everything they're doing and everything they're processing and the fact they're still carrying somebody else, everybody else's emotional weight or everybody else's opinions or thoughts or views or biases around what they're going through. And it should just be able to be about them and their family. And instead, they have to take on their family's opinions and their religious beliefs and and the community and their friends and judgments. And it's just, I don't know, it, it really made me wish I had been more aware. And I am more aware now, so I mean, I guess we learn and grow. But but it's just something to kind of be aware of, I guess. Kind of the point of this is bringing it around again to trying to make it be a point of, you know, if you're trying to be helpful, if you have a friend going through something, sometimes just saying, I'm here for you if you need anything. Um, a shoulder to lean on, somebody to talk to, like my door is always open, whatever it is that you you open yourself up to them and not, and somehow, and I don't have the answer yet, I'm looking for it, trust me, of having to alleviate the, the them having to apologize or make you feel better on top of everything else they're going through. And and I really could have just said, here, these are things I thought you could use and not make them have to tell me what I was doing was okay. They could take it. They could not take it. And if they want to get mad at me, yell at me, say you're stepping out of bounds, then that would be their place and their point in which I was trying to do. But I actually made them have to tell me I was okay to be, I don't know. It really rubbed me the wrong way and I'm really processing it. So if you have a friend going through something or a family member you're trying to be supportive of, 
just really think about how you're presenting that and what what else you might be putting on them by trying to be supportive and there for them because they didn't need to reassure me that what I was doing was okay by them. Like, And if they had gotten mad, they had every right to get mad and I shouldn't be like, please don't get mad at me. Like, If you need to, that's fine. If you think this is stupid, that's fine. But but I just didn't want to add to the weight of their situation. I didn't want to be one more person. I didn't realize that at the time. But in retrospect, I didn't want to be one more person that they had to try to make feel better when their last year and a half has been spent doing that for their children, their son, everybody else. And so so that's been on my mind. And that's where I'm. the weight of all of that is currently sitting, of trying to figure out a way to be a better friend, to be not a, an extra burden onto a situation and letting people know, like, I'm here for you, period. Um, and just let them know that. Again, I don't think what I did was bad. I just feel like I could have done it in a better way and been more supportive in a different way, if that makes any sense. So uh, thank you for listening to yet another episode of A Better Father. I meant to keep track of how long this one was, and I kind of lost and forgot to do that. But um, I'm back on track. It is Tuesday, so this will be uh, published at 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Um, Just a quick update, I guess. I don't know where the divorce is at currently. The ex and I don't talk really at all. Um, I don't talk because I feel better when she doesn't berate me, insult me, degrade me, say horrible things to or about me that I'm aware of. So it's not ignorance. It's just choosing not to let that person influence me negatively anymore. And in the meantime, I'm taking care of my daughter and just waiting for her to say whatever it is she needs to, wants to say, I guess. Um, So long story short, I just don't know where any of this is right now to update on that. Um, I am still working at being a better father. I've got a lot of things in the works right now. Um, I'm trying to, I've been, actually, this is something I did want to talk about. I have some notes on this, but Um, So I may talk about this more in depth, but as I was writing last night, everything I've been doing since I started this podcast has really just been a broad sword just swinging away at the jungle. Um, The writing I've been doing, the the to-do list, the podcast, the blog, which I haven't really touched on in a while, um, all of those things were just this broad sword swinging and just like, I need to start doing this stuff. I need to stop making excuses. I need to make this be a thing in the world and I'm going to make it be a thing in this world. And so that's what I've been doing. Um, but I want to start taking that big broadsword and I want to sharpen it down. I want to make it a finer point and I want to start focusing more on things and being more purposeful with these things. I want to start being better with the blog and the podcast, maybe turn this into a job or um, something that I expand on. Um, My goal was to kind of get 50 episodes under my belt before I did too much with this, other than just, you know, friends who are listening to this or like random people discovering this on Anchor, the few people I've mentioned it to or whatever. Um, And so I want to start dialing that in. So that's kind of like where I am heading with this. And I was getting to that point Uh, yesterday where I just started like through my writing I'm just like all right this writing for 30 minutes has been great but I need to drop this writing down to 20 minutes of just putting it in the journal and then taking in 10 minutes towards a book 10 minutes towards x y or z because that is one thing I have 
put on my to-do list is to write a book. I want an ISBN number to my name before I die. Um, so that is a goal I have set, and I need to start working on that book more. I have been nipping away at it. I've got stuff happening with it. So it's not ignored or anything. I just need to put more of that focus on it. And if I want to do these things, if I want to make these things real and cohesive and and purposeful, then I need to take that broadsword, sharpen it down. And now that I've cleared an area, I need to start building my house in that area. I cut down all the trees. I'm in the middle of the forest with this beautiful land and this spot for my house to be built on. And I'm going to start building it. Um, I have a couple other things to talk about and touch on, but I'm already, I feel getting over my normal limit. As I said, I forgot to kind of time this one or figure out where I started, but I've been rambling easily since I started it. So I need to get some stuff together and around, and I have counseling at noon, and I am picking up my daughter from school, so I've got a lot of stuff to get done, and I am glad I took the time out to get this up and done. I hope everybody is having a great week. I hope you have a great rest of your week, and I will talk to you next week. All right, thank you very much for listening to A Better Father, episode 29, 21 away from my 50 mark. And I will see you next week.